Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about the plumbing part of a kitchen remodel. Let's go. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Each week, I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative and hopefully bring you some value. I've got Ricky, Scott, and Dwayne with me today. They're the management team over the plumbing department at Any Hour Services. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if you are a fan of the show and you listen religiously, like I know all of you do. <laughs> Uh, you probably remember uh, when I was meeting with the electricians, we were talking about kitchen remodels and we started uh, and we talked about the electrical portion and the electrical that was involved in doing that because I myself am in the process. I'm in that planning stage of remodeling my kitchen. I'm in an older home, small kitchen. I've always wanted more counter space. And so we're to the point, saved a little cheddar. Now we're going to like change this thing up. And so being the host of the show, I get to direct where the conversation goes. So these episodes are totally selfish. This is my prep. My, my wife asks me questions. She's like, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Confidence. Portray it. Tell us to your wives. Um, I, I also have seen, um, there's this, this trend going around on TikTok, and it talks about, it, it totally mocks how, men will start a project and then not finish it. I know you probably never do. That would drive you crazy, Ricky. But like for the average man like myself, I still need some baseboard put into the bathroom downstairs in the remodel. <laughs> I was going to save a little money by I can put the baseboard in the bathroom. I've got like let's say that there's four walls in in a room, right? Mm -hmm. I put baseboard on two of them. <laughs> One, two, and my wife's like, "When are you ever going to finish that?" In Every year for yeah, in the bathroom. Did you put it behind the toilet? Mm -mm. That was the one you left out, huh? No, there was two that I left out. And the the thing is, the reason I left it out, I ran out of baseboard. And then the next week started, and I just never went back to. How long ago was that? Don't don't <laughs> ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. I really do want to know. It was several years ago. Oh my. <laughs> But wait, it gets better. So in the process that we talked about, I'm doing this kitchen remodel, right? It's part of a bigger plan upstairs. I've got a really small house, so it's really easy to like do one room. And in our family room, we needed to replace the carpet and get a new couch and like do some things. And we were going to paint the room as well. And so pulled up the carpet. I was doing the demo. So I pulled up the carpet. I pulled off the baseboards because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to save some money and do the baseboards. <laughs> you see where this is going? So um, he took the base molding from upstairs and took it downstairs. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not that bad. I, that was that would have been such a good idea because it was already painted. Mm. Ricky, where are you? Missed opportunity. Such a missed opportunity. It went in the trash. Mm. That's now. Oh man, I'm surprised you didn't reinstall it. <laughs> well, it was well. It, here's the thing: when when Sorry, the baseboard, cut. well, no, when the baseboard was originally put in, it's that like cheap particle board stuff. It's not like real like solid wood. So when I was like peeling it off, I mean, it was like coming off. There, there was no okay. The amount of caulking that would be needed to try and like fix that not going to happen. But here's the thing: so I actually put new baseboard on, 
and I did it really well. Like I, I, it's since it's a small room, I could get like full pieces, so I don't have the cuts in the middle of it, and I had spacers underneath it. It was I did such a great job, and I was like, you know what? I've got some leftover baseboard. I'm gonna surprise my wife, and so I had I cut the first piece on the wall that I was missing. And then I cut the piece for the toilet and wouldn't, you know, like it doesn't fit behind the toilet unless I cut it in half, but I cut it in half and I got the pieces all in there and stuff, but something has happened. So I promise we'll get to the kitchen remodel portion of the show folks. Just, just I'm telling a story. Something has happened since I first started putting baseboard downstairs several years ago. My small air compressor gave out on me gone the way of the wind so now the compressor that i have is a big honking sucker in the garage and i put like a 50 foot cord on it that i can like roll out and it's on wheels and stuff and i wasn't gonna lug that thing downstairs to like put baseboard on in the bathroom (laughs) so the baseboard is cut for the bathroom and leaning against the wall no i put it up in the garage and i had have you ever put something away Look, Ricky, I would drive you crazy. I'm driving you crazy now. I can tell you're like, your nerves, you're getting anxious. Be like, I want to punch this guy. <laughs> uh, but, but here's the thing. Have you ever put something away? This is the most off the rails show we've ever had starting up. We might want to cut it all out. I don't know. But have you ever put something away and you're like, I'm going to put it right here so that I remember where I'm putting it? Guilty. All the time. Have you ever gone back? later and said where did i put that guilty all the time i have this fear because i put the baseboard i went to put it in the garage and i was like i started searching for a place i'm like where could i put this that i'm never gonna forget where it's at install it it's done (laughs) i couldn't get the compressor downstairs i probably could have but like i actually (laughs) you can cut this out it's okay that you find it funny. I'm I'm a stereotypical guy. I'm not ashamed at my I'm high quick start, low follow through. All right, we're moving on. So I'm doing a kitchen remodel. Where's the base molding now? It's in that's a good I'm gonna put it in this episode, episode thirty eight. I'm gonna say where it's at so that if I ever forget, Austin, if I'm like, hey bro, where did I put my molding? You're like, episode thirty eight. Go listen to it. <laughs> it is in my garage on top of the stereo. You have a stereo in your garage? Yeah. It used to be in the house. Operational? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I mean, I'm sure it's not like it's as as ghetto as the undone baseboard is in my <laughs> in my bathroom. The setup for the stereo in the garage is probably just as uh Probably creatively a, installed on a Kai turntable. No, I wish I had <laughs> y'all are distracting me. Kitchen remodels. Anybody that's out there. Um, a lot of people are, you know, they'll do kitchen remodels and they'll try and do this themselves. So what I want to do in this show, similar to what I did with the electricians, I want to do kind of a virtual walkthrough. You guys are the pros. I'm going to be the homeowner because in this situation, I actually am doing this and you guys walk me through and tell me like what options are available and different things like that. Right. Is that, is that cool? Yep. Cool. Welcome to my house. This is my kitchen. 
So the one thing you do need to know, in this particular remodel, I am ripping all of the cabinets out, so it'll be a blank slate. So if I'm going to do anything, in my mind, while everything's gone, it's the perfect time to like, if I wanna add something or upgrade or do some things like that. So you're working with a blank slate. So what do you, what do you wanna know? Do you have a basement? I do, but it's finished. There's a portion that is um, unfinished. Like I could probably like pop something up from the basement, from the equipment room. And we are 85% leaning towards uh, putting new floors down. So if I needed to like cut an access hole in the floor, I could do that if I, if I needed to. So you are doing the flooring as well. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have somebody Contract do that. I don't want it to end up like the baseboard in the bathroom. Well, normally, the flooring guys will do the base molding for you. Yeah, I'm. A, I'll be like, okay, I want this kitchen done, and there's just one other place I need some molding. I'll just. I'll open with uh, just some. <laughs> oh, put those shelves there. <laughs> it was me. Okay. We'll be cutting this whole podcast up. No way. This is gold. This is podcast gold. This is what the people tune in for. They're like, ah, kitchen remodels? I hope they don't say anything about <laughs> kitchen remodels. Winner. So, yes, Mike, when it comes time to uh, to do a project in your home like that, it's pretty extent extensive, and there's a lot of different uh, things involved in a kitchen remodel. It's always good to do a lot of preparation. Yes. A, a drawing is really good to do. Everybody I'm going to take notes while you're talking. That's fine. Everybody can do a drawing. Um, and anybody that's going to be involved in your project, you want to share that drawing with them. So everybody's on the same page because many things can go not so to plan as you get started on a con construction project. So uh, That's actually where I started in the process. And this has been happening over a couple of years because we've always been like, I don't know if anyone listening is like me, where it's like someday I'm going to do this when I get the money to do it. And, um, so we would start thinking I'd like get a piece of graph paper. I'd measure everything out. Like, okay, here's where this is. Okay. Where can I move these things to try and like get that? And so over, over those years, I kind of stumbled upon a layout that I was like comfortable with. And I, I would show it to the biggest, again, so far for me, the biggest thing is like, I'm getting new cabinets. So as the cabinet guys all came in, I would like show them the drawings. And I really liked when people would come in and like say, okay, like there were, there were guys that would come in and just bit it off of the drawing. And that was, that was okay. I mean, you know, I, I gave them a drawing, but something floating around in the air. It's look, I'm looking at you and it's like, Look, do you see it? No, Mike, I don't. You really don't see that. You don't see that floating right there. No. Oh, I do. Oh, oh, now Mike's not crazy. Anyway, I know that was a... The, the guys that I really liked are the ones that came in and asked me questions and said, you know, what are you trying to accomplish here? And like, so I got some of the best ideas from people doing that. Like one, one lady came in and she was like, well, what if you put the fridge over here? And I was like, I never thought of that. And she's like, well, you'll probably want to do it like this. And I'm like, that gives me even more counter space, which was the main thing that I was going for. And so like, it's evolved as I've, as I've gone along, but, but yeah, like that planning, that planning phase and like thinking about it and like, you know, looking for pictures and things that you really like, I, that part is fun for me. And then now I got to get to the part where we do it. And that's the part I have trouble following through on. <laughs> well, the input from others, Mike is a, is a big deal because your homes normally everybody's biggest investment mm -hmm. is their home. 
So you want to prepare and plan for what it is you're going to do and then execute it in a, in a way that it's going to be safe and efficient and, and uh, to be able to get your end result that you're looking for. So, so let me, while I've got you guys as plumbers, you guys are in and out of homes. We have how many plumbers now? 30-something? 32 plumbers? No, just two plumbers? 32. <laughs> 32 plumbers out there. Like, we do a lot of plumbing stuff, so we see a lot of kitchens and, and things like that. So one of the things that I'm looking for are suggestions. Like, what types of things are available? Ricky, you have mocked my sink several times. So, like, I'm interested in, like, you know, what kind of options are available with sinks? What's trending? Like, what what should I... What are some things I can do there? Like any s- things you guys have seen that people are doing? What type of countertops are you thinking about I'm, going with? Uh, stone. Okay. So like a, a marble or granite or something like that. And I was looking at videos online. I'm probably going to take, since it's a small space, I'll probably take whatever stone I put on the counter and run that up the backsplash too. Anyway, gotcha. not that that matters, but that's the kind of, countertop that i will be doing why do you ask um well because if you're just if you're doing formica there's you don't typically do an undermount sink got it on formica whereas an undermount is a super nice way to go um those that have been around for a while you know there's the good old self-rimming cast iron that stick up a half of an inch and when water splashes on the outside it's hard to kind of get it back into the sink you actually have gotcha. to dry it up and so the the undermount sinks are really nice because you can just wipe everything off the counters right into the sink and the disposal chop it up whatever i like that is that kind of standard nowadays like if you're going to do stone to do under mount that's typically what i see out there what about you mr ricky absolutely undermount okay undermount sink i'm going to do an undermount sink there's several different types of undermounts let's tell me about them then well yeah you guys are going to pick my sink right now uh, composite is one. Um, that's one of the newest ones they have out on the market. A composite sink is... The thing I worry about, composite sink. Tell them what the material is in case people don't know what that is. It's, uh, well, I really don't know the exact makeup of the composite uh, sink, but it's like... Resin. A, yeah, resin-based. Um, but you're going to talk about scratches, maybe? Well, the, I've always, when I've seen those, they look really cool. Everything looks good when it's new, right? But like I, I've always wondered how they how they wear there's a there's a rack base that goes in the bottom of cast of uh, composite sinks yep. so nothing really sits on the bottom um i have one okay uh, i like it but what about like when things are bumping on the side and like it seems like it it reminds me of actually kind of like a, a one of those plastic cutting boards composite cutting boards and and i'm just imagining this thing like wearing and getting dull and like you know not holding up as long is that, I don't know, What is that something I should worry about? You know, I think it all just depends on, like, the sink we've got in our home is a black, it's a black, some type of composite, but it seems to wear very well. Okay. How long um, have you had it? Well, we've been there for four years. I don't know oh. how long before it had been installed. It right was, before you moved in? Possibly, but I think it's been in longer was, than was, that. Was, was I talking to you guys when, I think it was, actually, I think I was talking to you. We were talking about, like, uh, people like wait until they're leaving the house to like Fix upgrade it, it and, <laughs> and make it nice. So, okay. So composite, what about another thing that I've seen is there's a sink that like kind of sticks out 
a bit like it's a white oh the farm sink is that what that is farm sink farm sinks i don't know that my wife like i lean a little bit more rustic in my taste of things but my wife doesn't and so if farmhouse sinks or farm sinks or whatever you're calling them are considered like more rustic i'll probably lose that battle so let's talk about the compartments inside the sink what i mean What's the advantage or disadvantage of like one big compartment, two compartments, a 60, 40, 70, 30, however you're, do you, you get what I'm saying? What are you guys seeing out there? What should I, what should I do so that I can go tell my wife, like listen to episode 38. They actually said to do a farmhouse sink. And where the base molding is. <laughs> I've. I really have a way now to like remember where everything in my house is. I just go back and listen to the podcast. I love it. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the dividers in the sink. Well, I, my, it, it all depends on how you use your sink. You know, some people like to fill one side up and then rinse. So they're washing on one side and rinsing on another. You're going to want two compartments. They also make the two compartments less deep so that you have more pan space. Mm. Um, those are great options if you still like the two sides. Um, it's all about space. So if you're if you're wanting the the space and you're just and rinsing off, you just go with this a large single compartment sink. Well, let's let's do this then because if we take every single component and like dive into it like that, oh, yeah. Ricky will keep rolling his eyes the way that he is. <laughs> so uh, let's because it's I mean it's all going to come down to it's personal preference, preference right? it's just preference. so really think about how you use the space and what you do and like figure out what works best for you but talk to me about some options with like you know faucets because I see the touchless ones I see like the smart faucets where you can like talk to it and like make it spit out a certain amount of water like what, what are you guys seeing out there that's like trending I'll go first I'll go. I'm a little bit more old school like you rustic the the more the more things that can go wrong with these newfangled ones is is not for me i like to keep it simple i worry about that with the high neck and keep it to where i can get my pots and pans and things like that um in there without scratching my sink and it makes things a lot more easier but there are a lot of different um types of uh, faucets out there so you like high neck do you do the pull out pull out sprayer pull down pull down pull down not pull pull out Depends on what angle it's installed. Like, it is pull down. Is it always pull down? Well, it no. used to be. There used to be the sprayer used to pull out of pull the back out. of the of the of the faucet of the countertops. Back in the old days, they weren't. They didn't pull out. Well, no, I've got I've got one of those. The I've handle got a, the handle pulls out, but those are those. They're but just, on the high neck, I could see like yeah, it yeah. Pulls the pull down. down the the right. pull out ones are kind of just awkward the way they try to bend and tweak to spray and got stuff. It. But the pull down ones are are just super nice, super easy to use, super okay. user-friendly. Okay. I think I'd probably lean towards that. Um, I'll, I'll say this. So I've, I've had a touch faucet for oh, about 16 years now. And it, what? And it literally works that the same. That didn't exist back then. It did. It did, yes. Delta is the, the one that I currently have. And Whoa. they actually came out, I think, with the first touch-style faucet. Um, the rest of the, the rest of the uh, faucets have <clears throat> since figured out how to do it, but Delta had the first one, and it's worse. I'm like I said, 15 years, and, and you said we're, cha- 
well, 16, 15, 16, 12. All we're, all we're doing is changing, changing <laughs> batteries. your favorite number? <laughs> that's, all we're, that's all we've done is had to change batteries, and it still works like a champ. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Does that change your mind, Ricky? No. No, 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 okay, no. Still. But I would like to see a picture of it, Scott. Absolutely. So is it a high neck, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Got Ricky the thing, described. like you touch uh-huh. on the top or you touch on the thing. Like, do you like the touch I love faucet? it. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to go back to having to, like, use a handle? Nope, absolutely. I mean... I go to people's homes and I touch it thinking it's going to mm. turn on and it's, and they look it's, at actually, weird. it's actually fun to have people come to my house and they, they try to turn it on and off and it, you know, scares them because water turns on and they get messing with my handle. I'm like, don't touch the handle that's set where I want the water, you know, and just touch, just touch it and it'll turn on for you. Huh. Don't touch my stuff anyway. Don't, don't, touch, <laughs> don't touch the handle. Just touch you go it. to Ricky's house, take your shoes off and don't touch a thing. <laughs> oh, you absolutely have shoes off. Uh, you got any, chime in on fossils. You know, I, I'm, I kind of like to be up to current. I like to try the latest and greatest myself. And so have you guys tried the ones where you can say, you know, Hey, pour me four ounces of water. I probably will. I've got one in a box. You've got one in a box. It's going in. I'm, you're going to put also in. doing a remodel. So Ooh, hey. it's going yeah. in. Well, that's good. To yeah. know. It is good. To yeah. know. When I was researching a yeah. few months ago, um, because of the COVID thing, there's, I'm, I, personally kind of like the Moen brand. Uh-huh. Um, but because of the COVID thing, they were not available yet. I mean, it's just the brand speaking new. ones. Yeah. The, the, the talk to ones. And yeah. so I kind of, um, I, I was all ready to drop my credit card and order one, but because of the delay in the backlog, I kind of held back. And so I kind of lost that interest right now, but my faucet needs to be changed. The push buttons got the rubber thing missing and, so I've Stuff. always I've always wondered about this. You guys like uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard that like the less expensive faucets that you can get at the hardware store because I mean a lot of people they'll go and they'll look get something as inexpensive as they can. Tell me the difference in like if I go to the big box store and grab an inexpensive faucet compared to like something that you get like at a plumbing supply house. Is there a difference in those things? What are those differences? Some some faucets feel like they're made of plastic. Some of them feel like they're made of metal. Like, tell people, you know, what what's going. Tell them what's up. Yeah, they're they're definitely different. How? Um, there's a lot more plastics, different kinds of plastics that are in. I mean, plastic is kind of where we're at nowadays, but different types of plastic. I can speak for like Moen. If you go into like a large large store, hardware store, you're gonna find Moen brands still there, but if you look at the name of what they call it, you won't be able to find that in, in the supply house necessarily. You'd have to go online and order it from their website. And they do make them different. They make them specifically for those large box stores. The big box stores sell so many that they can dictate the manufacturing processes of those. They're, they're so huge. And so they, are you able to get, like even when you go to the big box store and you say like, okay, well, I got some money to put into this project. I'll get the nicest one they have at the big box store. Are you still like getting plastic like fixtures? Are they still going to be nicer at the plumbing supply house? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. On the, I don't know on the high end yeah. ones, but, but being able to have that warranted and taken care of when you go through a plumber in a supply house, the parts are readily available where when you go through the big box stores, they have the faucet there, but 
they have these universal repair kits to try to match up all the hundreds of styles of faucets and it just doesn't work. Is there something written on the box that if like, <coughs> excuse me, that like would say like how much of it's plastic and how much of it's metal? Like, is there anything that they could look for when they're like trying to purchase something or it's just like, I don't think so. I don't think so. <coughs> either. Roll them dice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So what other things are in the kitchen that, uh, We've talked about garbage disposals before. We've got the different noise and different powers, so we don't have to like, you know, belabor that one. We talked in I don't what was our last episode? What was our last plumbing episode? Repipes, that's what we were talking about. And so we were talking about running water lines for the ice maker. Right now I have a line coming from my RO system going to my ice maker. And I'm relocating the fridge, so I've got to like run that line to a different spot now. Here was my idea, and you guys tell me if this is like really dumb, because I, I have dumb ideas sometimes, but sometimes they're brilliant. You remember that time I told you something, and you were like, "Mike, that's genius." It usually happens about four times an episode, doesn't it? I better get started because like I'm <laughs> off to it. I haven't I haven't hit one yet. No, but okay. So when I installed my water line. Um, I had an unfinished basement. I ended up with a leak in it and like I had a, a flood down in the, it didn't do anything up top because the, the little pinhole in the, in the tubing that's going to it, the little pinhole was like dripping. Why are you, why, why are you smiling? What did I Who do did wrong? Who did the plumbing? So I, uh, I, I ran a, I ran a tube from the thing. One line he ran for the ice maker, right? I, yeah. What would you do? Well, no. And that's the one that leaked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But why? Well, I was just curious why you didn't have a licensed plumber come and do it. Oh, because the basement was finished and it was like, it was literally an afterthought and it was as easy as like taking that thin tube and creating a leak in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> there are things I'm, I, I was capable. I am also going to be running my new line. And since I knew that it leaked, but it didn't leak after, like after I fixed it. Cause I fixed it right by that, cutting that piece out. And <laughs> right. I, I do think slack. that's a great point though. And if you're remodeling your kitchen, that is one of the most common areas for, for water failure, like leaks to happen is in, in the ice maker line, the tubing, <clears throat> the tubing. If yeah. you're not buying the proper tubing and if it gets a really thin or if it's run improperly and it's rubbing against something, it will fail. And, and we see lots of floods happen because of that. So that is a, that's a big deal. Good. I'm glad you're so saying So it's a this. really good time to put a permanent shutoff valve and everything behind the sink or behind the fridge. Well, but if I, well, that's what you want your RO water in. Yeah. So do you put a shutoff going to like coming from that to the RO? Is that what you do? Here was my thought. Let me tell you my plan. Gotcha. And then you guys tell me if I'm up in the night. I may have bought the wrong kind of tubing. I don't know, but it's like been working ever since. Don't ever do the clear plastic tubing. What kind of plastic tubing should you do? There's a PEX one, copper. Yeah, but PEX, do they make it like super small? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably what I should do. Mm-hmm. There's a box that you put in the wall behind your refrigerator to do it properly with a shutoff where your lines can run in. It's actually a, a, a box. Coming from the RO system? You can run your lines into the box, and then you attach your ice maker line into the box in the wall. Okay, cool. Well, let me tell you how I was going to get right, ghetto guys? and solve this problem. 
because I assume that like since it is so common that like those ice maker lines like leak. Now, do they leak if they're like the PEX tubing? Not as often. Not as often. Because my my thought was I would run PEX in the wall going over to it and use it like, yeah, like this. I'm imagining, okay, it goes this way and then like that and then it'll be there. Um, (laughs) I'm imagining running a bigger piece of PEX tubing and using it kind of like being an electrician. You know, you run Smurf tube up in the attic so you can like fish things down. So I was going to run that PEX tube a little bit bigger and then run my water line in there so that if I ever needed, if it ever did leak or something happened, I could pull it out and like fish a new one over. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's a good but Ricky, idea. Like you had a look He's on your kind face. of rolling his eyes. Gotta run there. a chase line for an ice maker line. It, it leaked on me once. I mean, no, I wouldn't have to do it, but I'm sitting here thinking like if it's one of the most common things that leak and I have a history of like it leaking, I was, I was sitting there just trying, I thought I was doing a good thing, Ricky. Yeah. I didn't know. Just put a box in the wall, run your, run your line to it. And yeah. all right. I might still do my idea since I'm since uh, I'm going to send you a little video or link over to your email so you can look at how that's done. All right, cool. Kay. Send it to me. Um, what else? Anything else we should add? Anything other? You, Dwayne, you talked last time about uh, the faucets over the stovetop. You really mm-hmm. like yours. Yeah. They're, you, su- they're super nice. I mean, it's, like, it's one of those things like Scott was saying that, you know, now that he has the touch faucet, that becomes the norm, you know, and, and I, I'm thinking, well, would I really ever use it? Am I going to accidentally bump it when I don't want to? Yeah, you probably do, you know, and it's going to turn on and I ah, get your arms wet when you didn't want it to, but you get used to it and you learn how to do it. But the pot filler was the same. You know, my wife said, nope, nope, nope. She didn't want one. Ah, let's not use that expense. And I went ahead and roughed in and put one in anyway. And then when we moved to the new house, it doesn't have one. And mm-hmm. she's like, wow. Oh, I really missed the pot filler. It was really nice to have. So the last thing that I've seen becoming more popular, and it seems like it's more of a novelty, but I wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. Have you seen those? Um, it looks, it, it's a glass washer, essentially, like where it, it, it goes in one of the holes on the sink that one of the knockouts, and it's, it's got a little lip that falls into the sink and you put a cup or a glass on it and it shoots water up into it to like clean it. And the water, when it comes down, it flows into the sink. But like, uh, I don't, I don't, y'all never seen it. Never, never seen I'm it. Googling never heard it. of it. Never heard of it. That is awesome though. What a great idea. I, the, well, I was trying to see like if, if you guys had any experience with them, maybe that's going to replace the water line with the most troublesome component in your system. That leaks. <laughs> might do. <laughs> Mr. Ricky, do you got? Did you have some, something? I was thinking about the touchless faucet. What if you have a pet? If they touch it, does it turn on when you're not home? I don't know. I don't have a pet that gets on my counter. <laughs> <laughs> I would think no. Okay. Unless they, unless you train them to, because the only. Well, again, with and, the eye rolls, well, like I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not sure why I'm like. <laughs> Well, and it does know the difference between a touch and a grab. Like I can, I can grab it and move it and it won't turn on and off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and okay. Yeah. And I I would think it would know, know the difference. It's more with your skin from a cat paw. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he uses paw, paw. I mean, 
If, if it not, used it, I could see her. it if it used its paw. Yeah, it might work. Tap, tap. I have a bangle. They're pretty smart. You have a bangle? Hey, maybe he needs a drink, man. Oh. Let him get his own drink. Yeah. I'm just, I was just curious, thinking <laughs> about to touch this faucet. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Let's say that if someone, Ricky, you have, a, we all have, not me, you guys have a lot of experience being plumbers, doing a lot of kitchen remodels, but like Ricky, you were saying like you used to like contract these things, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's actually talk to people if you are not comfortable doing this yourself and you want to select a contractor to contract your kitchen remodel that you're doing, what are, what suggestions do you have for them for finding a good uh, contractor that's going to do that? And like, what are the advantages of using a contractor? In my 40 years of experience, referral based is always the best. Somebody that's already used somebody and they have had an experience with them. And you can check several different avenues online of license numbers, better business bureaus, things like that to get a reference. Um, and you always want your contractor to give you referrals of work that they've done that they, cause uh, as a contractor myself, I had a lot of people that loved showing off some of the projects that I had performed. Mm. Um, those are four good avenues to explore right away. Um, and make sure that when they come to their, your home, that you should be able to tell that they're truly interested in your project and, and taking care of you any red flags that people should like avoid like hey if he walks in and does this he you know if they try and talk you out of permitting it <laughs> well um trucks i i know that you're supposed to have your name and phone number and license number on your vehicles and things like that of your company mm -hmm. um and if you're following the rules and you're and this is what you do for a living you would take pride in having that on your vehicles um i was a little particular and I'd like to see what a person's vehicle looked like when they came to my house to give me options for things like that. I would actually look in their truck to see um, what kind of organizational skills that they had. Um, I'm pretty picky compared to most, I would think. Yeah. All your bathrooms have all the baseboard installed? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I'm finding out that most people do. My wife goes to people's houses and she's like, have you been over to the Johnson's? all of their bathrooms have the baseboards installed. <laughs> I have uninstalled baseboard at my house. You have uninstalled? My man. Due diligence is definitely <laughs> um, a must when it comes to having people in your home to perform work. Got it. Now, there are certain people that are like, uh, I'm going to save money. I'm not going to pay a contractor to do that stuff for me. I'm going to be the contractor. So let's walk people through. Let's say that that is you different strokes for different folks, right? What are, I kind of want to give people an outline. And when I say people in outline, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. I need to know what order this stuff needs to happen. <laughs> you already told your wife you knew though. Yeah, but she doesn't listen to the show. So she'll never know. <laughs> as long as I know by the time it needs to happen, I'm good. I'll just be like, never mind. Okay. Scott, you're in the middle of a kitchen remodel. Why don't you open up with that? Well, I remodel much differently than most folks because we, we, um, we go for it and we change our mind as we go. No, you, We're you not skip really the planning gonna, phase. Yeah, well, we plan, but then once we get into it, we see a different idea. 
yep. and and it just changes. But planning is really important um, before you start your demo work because that will be the first phase is demo work. You're going to want to make sure that that your utilities are secure. Um, what I mean by that is from a plumbing standpoint, you're going to be tearing out your cabinets. You need to make sure that your water lines are able to be shut off in a way that you can pull those cabinets out and put new cabinets in. I recommend taking the shutoff valves completely off. It will make for a nicer finish for the new cabinetry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you'll see people leave those on and then you'll have a massive hole. Um, so I'd recommend you get in there and you cut those out and cap them properly so that you can remove that. Hmm. Okay. What, uh, what else? Like on mine here, here's, here's the thing on, on mine, again, it was built in the thirties and it has been repiped since, and they ran pecs and they ran, they ran them up out of the bottom of the cabinet and they ran, it goes to pecs and then it's got like this copper thing that comes off of it. And then the, the shutoff valve is attached to it. Is that, is that normal? Cause like part of me thinks that like, it's not done right. But like, I don't know, like, is, is that, does that sound right? I would have to see a picture. Yeah. Of it. I say yeah. I can't envision it. Yeah. All right. Maybe so I'll probably not. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's different ways to transition from, I mean, they just transition from pecs to copper. It sounds like and put on a copper shut off valve hmm. and you know, one that's designed for copper, but they do make pecs ones as well. Got it. But like Scott was saying on that, you would definitely want to take off the the shutoff valve and cap it so that then the old one can be so removed. When, so should I, um, should I uninstall that and have the pecs coming up through the wall or, or like what, where, what should I, what is the right in, in a new house? How would the, the plumbing be coming to that to under a sink? You usually it'll be coming out of the floor, especially oh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. And mainly it's because an it's on an outside wall, wall and you don't want freeze. water lines freezing and stuff. Got it. Mine's not on an outside wall. Mine's on a, like a inside mm-hmm. wall. So if that doesn't make a difference. So coming up out of the bottom, that's okay. Mm-hmm. They'll just notch around where that is. Yep. And the notches should be smaller if they're just going around the pecs. Correct. Whew, man. Okay. That's stressful. It's not a notch, just a round Drill. hole. They can just drill the holes. Set the cabinet. Mm, they notched this one. Hmm. Probably because the shutoff valves were left on it. Yeah. And the big. Well, but if they're coming yeah. up from the floor and they're, oh, I get what you're saying. It was so easier, easier to, to notch, notch and so slide, slide in, in mm-hmm. rather than feed them. Right. That's, that's good. Mm. Good advice. Okay. Um, okay. So that's in the demo. What, what next? What's the next part? The cabinets are taken out. What's the next step? Sheetrock patch running the wires, running the new plumbing and stuff. Like what, what goes next? Anything that's going to go, um, inside the walls, Mike, make sure you get for future, um, future outlets that we talked Mm. about for appliances up on the countertop and things like that. You can check out episode 36. If you want to like check out electrical stuff with that. Um, anything that's your pot filler over the stove, anything that's going to go inside the walls, that's going to be covered up. You want to get that in now, stubbed out and ready so you can insulate, re-insulate. Um, if you've had to pull any insulation out and get your sheetrock back up and then that way you can start setting your cabinets and things like that. Okay. So run everything, uh, get the sheetrock work done, patches, things like that. Do you paint before cabinets or after cabinets? 
It really is preference. I would definitely paint before. Okay. That's just, that's me. Um, especially if you're spraying it, if you're rolling it on, it could be either way, but I would do that beforehand. Do it before. Okay. A lot less, lot less trim you have to tape off and, mm. and everything over beautiful brand new granite and countertops and, okay. and cabinets and things. Okay. So demo sheetrock paint cabinets next get installed yep without the countertops on or with the countertops on they'll go in without they're yeah, kind of two sorry. separate pieces the, the the cabinets will go in but then do you immediately next put the countertops on is that the next step after the cabinets go in well sure. if you're going with a, if you're going with any kind of a composite or anything that's going to be built they come in the contractor comes it. in and measures it checks the levels and does all that and and at that point then you give your sinks and you you have to kind of know what faucet you're using by that point and you have to have your sinks gotcha. to give to the countertop people because they will then cut the proper opening finish it off drill your holes do you give the like do you need to have the sinks purchased and give them the sinks and faucets or do you just say here's what i'm getting is it, it best to get it to go either way? It kind of depends on the contractor. I think, I think some will use templates, but others actually want. Ricky, you have some opinions. I've always had wanted my customers to have every single thing that I was going to install on site. That way I could see it and know what they want. And so there's no errors. Got it. You know, one thing to be aware of, like you said earlier, that you were going to plan on using, the same countertop material that was left over for your backsplash. Yes. Sometimes that can be anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half thick, mm. which affects where they place that sink and where they drill the holes for the faucets. Oh, gotcha. My contractor that I had on my remodel, I got home and they had, they put the hole. I mean, the, the backsplash was covering the hole and it's like, well, how, the, how am I the plumber going to put my faucet in there when the backsplash is covering half of the hole. And I, I'm like, what brain did the guy have when they put that up there and didn't, you know, and they drilled it, they set, you know, they put the sinks in underneath and it's like. Did they so, make it right after the fact? No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yes. Choosing your people in your home to do your do your work is imperative. Yeah. Uh, question about, let's say that I wasn't doing the backsplash out of the same countertop material. If you were doing a back, a tile backsplash, does that go on after countertops before countertops after countertops after, after countertops? Okay. Yep. So we got that done. Um, count when the countertops go in, I'm assuming if they have the sink, then the sink, the countertop people install the sink or is the sink installed by the plumber? It, the countertop company in in the granite scenario you're talking about, uh -huh. they will they'll install the, the sink. But they don't do any of the like drain hookups or nope. anything like that. Yep, that's that's your plumber. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, so what's the next step then? So I guess then plumber come, the plumbing comes in and gets done. The elect the finish. Are you t finish. is it time for finish stuff now? Like get appliances in, get like you know the plumbing in, get all that stuff or does flooring come next? I do flooring last. After appliances are in and after everything is done? Uh, you got your, you're going to have a uh, dishwasher 
and all your apl other appliances you're going to have in, usually the flooring will butt up to it. Oh. Um, a lot of people run their flooring underneath as well. Um, I always uh, ran my flooring underneath my range, but not the dishwasher. Hmm. Okay. After flooring, well, I guess if after the countertops and sink, plumbing and electrical, is that is that pretty much wrap it up? Like, is it done now? Or is there more stuff after that that I'm not thinking of? Well, you got to do all your under sink um, piping and things like that for your drains. And is that not done when the plumber comes in to do that stuff? Did you already say the plumber was in? Well, yeah, after that? the after the countertops and sink is in. Right. Then you the have plumber the plumber, yep. the plumbing done. I assume the Correct. drains and all the, yes. the supply and the drains are done at that time. Yep. Electricians come in and put the outlets on and do the finish stuff that way. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Painting, painting touch up. Yeah, and, paint touch up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because somebody and probably caulking, something. You know, caulking any of the surfaces that, you know, depending on who does the backsplash and things like that. Man, that's the caulking. And that's, I, I'm realizing that's how people get in trouble. When we sit here and we, like, line those things out, they go, that sounds easy. Like, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and then, you know, one thing to think about, too, is, like right now here in Utah, we're under a building boom. There's just so much building going on. And if you try to get a contractor out, they're so busy right now that you might be backlogged for quite a while. And when you try to do your own contracting sometimes and you're trying to set up those subs, everybody that you know, every neighbor that you know, oh, this guy, he delayed me and the, the countertops didn't come in so my tile guy couldn't come in or the flooring guy couldn't come in and then the flooring guy delays and so you know and it, and and it pushes everything back and then that window that the contractor had set up suddenly disappears for another six weeks and you're stuck with you know you're stuck and and these projects where you think oh i can do my kitchen and be without it we can stand to being without it for two weeks right it doesn't work that way, uh, you know, if you're doing a whole complete remodel mm. on it when you start involving all these different contractors and subs. And, I mean, even if you have a general, they still they still run into that same problem. Well, my sub got delayed. He got sick. You know, things happened. The material didn't come in. Right now, lumber prices are just skyrocketing in the last six months, partially because of all the hurricanes and the weather and all the rebuilding that needs to take place, that affects the things. I mean, we just had a huge winds here in Utah a month ago or a month and a half, month ago or so, and you couldn't find a generator, mm. you know, because they were all gone between the hurricanes. And I mean, there were not generators available along with the COVID and the shipping and everything else. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that can come into play. Well, I know we want to get you guys off to doing other things besides just sitting on the show. What what else? Uh, is there anything else that people need to know, um, you know, that maybe we haven't touched on kitchen remodels, final thoughts? I just was going through my notes. One thing that we that I did not uh, bring up is when you're doing a project on your home, you have to cordon, cordon off the rest of your home uh, for the construction project because of the dust and all the things that will um, get all over everything throughout your home and your um, air system as well. So always try to partition off your work area so it's uh, everything's contained in that area. Mm. Good advice. I, I like, um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about if you're thinking about a whole remodel is, hey, do I have room for an island 
out here in the middle that I could either put a sink in or gain extra storage or just even a countertop. Super cool when you can do a uh, put a sink in there and turn that into your prep area. You're somewhere in between your fridge and your stove is is pretty awesome when you can sit there and do all your prep and chopping everything else throw, throw things down the garbage disposal there and then immediately move that material right over to the stove from you know from your fridge to the stove and that's you talked about earlier about different people coming out with different ideas i mean there's you can google and there's layouts that they say you know the v pattern the w pattern the you know for ease of bringing in your food and not having to you know, and it's nice to have counter space right next to your fridge so you can put all your sacks right there and unload and, and things. But an island is a really, really good thing. Mm. And then we didn't talk about one other nice upgrade would be the um, in, Insta-Hot water heaters. If you like tea and coffee and things like that, you can hot soups and stuff. You can. Well, before the show, like Scott mentioned it, but he mentioned it in a way that made me think that he was mocking me. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> I would never... <laughs> Even so I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to like, bring you. it up and be like, am I going to be walking into a buzzsaw here? <laughs> oh, like, no. Insta-Hot Mike, that's not even a real thing. <laughs> so, but, but that's something... What is it? Well, they're just little instantaneous water heaters that plug in, but you need to have power at that time. It's a great time to do it. You need to have power, and then you'll also need to have your... Especially if you're going with the hard surface, you know, granite or that type of thing, you'll have to have an extra hole drilled Jump into it. it and things because typically we as plumbers we we don't want to drill holes in people's countertops for one we don't have the material there's a liability let's let counter top people do their you know do their thing and put those holes in and stuff because we just don't have the right tools to to do it and the normal homeowner probably doesn't either and some of those uh, uh the surface what were we the Corian surfaces and stuff like that. Some of them are very brittle mm. and, uh, you know, you can end up with fractures and cracks and things like that. Gotcha. Anything else? Islands, Insta-Hots, all those things are... Um, oh, gas change, to a stove? Change the... Um, increase the value for resale, all those uh, little extra things like that because kitchen is a, is a big item that's looked at when resale gas to a stove what were you saying Dwayne? yeah i mean good time to if you're remodeling change it from an electric to a gas stove or a dual fuel stove mm. yep um you've already got the power there if you've got an electric all you need to do is bring a gas line in and and uh, the dual fuel it's comments like that that make it sound so simple all you gotta do is bring a gas line in i would really like to see the start <laughs> point with him <laughs> and the end point <laughs> i'll let you come and i'll let you come check it out you mean you want to see my kitchen before and then after no i was thinking of my tenure coming up <laughs> when you would be finished with that thing oh you think my kitchen <laughs> remodel is gonna last forever a, uh, podcast number 138 <laughs> guys what uh, did you say about on the- backsplash on podcast 38 when does where's that-, that molding <laughs> where's that trim i get it now it's on okay. top of the turntable it's not it's not turntable but i i did this is a great uh a great podcast i think so um nothing okay i'm gonna rap not rap like <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wrap the show because that's the show. We'll be back next Tuesday. Yeah, give me a beat and I'll like I'll end us. <laughs> I'm not the beat guy. No, you're not. Oh, that's awesome though. Um, 
Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday <laughs> with another episode of In the House. Uh, if you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. Thanks so much, guys, for all of your input on the show. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome.